Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? Hello. Is this Sarah? It is. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing okay. How are you? Um, I'm feeling okay as well. Well, Sarah, how can I get you this evening? Is uh, What's going on with you? Well, it's a bit of a bit of a story, but to summarize, about two years into my relationship with my boyfriend, um, he slept with my mother, and then I proceeded to continue the relationship for an, another five years. Um, so, and now we're still living together, even though we broke up about two months ago. Really? So you guys have been together for seven years total? Seven years total, yes. Okay. And what did you do after you first found out that he had slept with your mom two years in? Immediately, I left the house because at the time, he was living with me and my parents at my parents' house. So, I immediately left and I went and stayed with another family member for about a week. But he ended up coming there and like profusely apologizing and we basically got back together almost immediately. Hmm. And what Mm -hmm. was it that led you to be able to forgive him so fast? Um, So I wouldn't say that I forgave him. It was more so that he made me believe that it didn't happen. And my mom made me believe that it didn't happen. And so I thought that, okay, maybe it didn't happen even though I knew that it happened. But I thought, you know what? We can do this. We can pretend that it didn't happen, and then everything can be fine. And I thought that that was a good idea. So, also, I kind of want to say that I feel that because he was he was 19 at the time, I feel like it was more so, reflecting now, it was more so the blame goes to my mom, right? Because, right? 
let's before we get into you know uh blame and whatnot why uh uh, uh so you you were belie- you were you your plan was to just pretend like it didn't happen yes and i feel like i successfully did that what of. was I would what, what did they him. say to you mm-hmm. what did they say to you to convince you that it didn't happen were they just profusely lying to you that it didn't happen but you had a suspicion that it did yes well i didn't just have suspicion like it happened and i saw it happen and so but they were trying to convince me that it didn't. So yes, they were basically just lying and say, saying, no, you didn't see anything, you didn't hear anything, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And how successful were you in pretending like it didn't happen? I feel like I was pretty success- successful unless him and I had any sort of disagreements or arguments. Or sometimes I would just sit and think on it and then I would have to bring it up and be like, come on, do you want to stop lying and say that you didn't sleep with my mom, even though I know that you did? Mm-hmm. And so but you stay with him I for five... I feel like five... I was overall successful. You stay with him for five years after that? Yes. Yeah. And during those five years, how prevalent was this issue in your mind and in your relationship? I feel that it was pretty prevalent, especially any time my mom and him were together. I couldn't help but think about it whenever they were in the same room or if we were on vacation and, you know, they were together. I kind of couldn't help but think about it then. But it was pretty easy to not think about it whenever they weren't together. And why did you guys break up? Uh, you said this was two two weeks ago you guys broke up? Or did I pull that out of nowhere? Uh, like two months two months ago. Two months ago. Why did you guys um, break up two months ago? We broke up just because I didn't want to be with him anymore. Not for any specific reason. I just felt like the relationship could run its course. Mm-hmm. Do you regret at all not breaking up with him five years ago when you found out that he slept with your mom? Or do you stand by that decision? Yeah, that's a part that I'm having an issue with now, is I don't know how I should feel about it at this point. It happened so long ago. I don't know if I should be regretting it or not. I kind of do, but I also kind of don't at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting, uh, you know, regret in general is an interesting thing. I mean, this is a... you know, a crazy situation that he he slept with your mom. But I think in the general realm of people breaking up with their spouses or significant others or whatever, and then going, oh, do I regret that time? It's like the debate of whether or not you regret it. It's almost irrelevant, right? Because that that time has passed. And now you only have the time in front of you to do whatever it is you're going to do. Right. And that's kind of how I'm trying to look at it. But it's difficult at times whenever I think about, oh my God, that was like seven years. You know, I could have done so many other things at that point in time. So it's hard to not look at it that way too. Do you ever have a confrontation with your mom about this? Oh yeah. 
What? How did that go down? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, it's basically I've had this confrontation with her several times, and it's always the same thing where she tells me I'm crazy and that it's a disgusting idea that she would ever sleep with someone much younger than her, and that I'm crazy. That's basically how it goes. And to this day, five years later, has she still denied it? She still denies it, yes. Hmm. You said you saw them. Did you, I mean, can you tell me about that? Did you, like, see them in bed with each other? What What exactly happened? Yeah, so it wasn't in bed. It was in the kitchen. It was very early in the morning, um, probably, like, 6.30, 7 a.m., and... Um, I had my suspicions, and so what I did was, he and I were living upstairs in my parents' house. So I sat up at the very top of the steps to listen for anything, because they were both in the kitchen together. And about five minutes into them being in the kitchen together, I started hearing moaning, lots of moaning. And it continued. So I kind of just sat there in awe for a second, like, holy shit, am I about to walk in on my mom fucking my boyfriend? And so that's what I did. I basically, like, ran down the stairs. They heard me running down the stairs, so I walk into the kitchen, and they're pulling away from each other. Jesus, I can't believe they did that while you were home in the kitchen in the morning. Yeah, um, well, I normally, I would sleep late. At that point in time. So I don't think that they thought that I was awake. And I wouldn't have been awake if I weren't suspicious of this happening in the first place. Mm. And so that's the only reason I think that I called them in the first place. I don't think that they would have done it if I was awake or if they thought that they would have gotten called. Or maybe they would have. I don't know. But I would think not. What is your relationship like with your mom in general? Um pretty distant i would say we're not particularly close uh has it always been like that like throughout your your life yeah yeah i'm much closer with my dad my dad and i are very close my mom and i not so much forgot about the dad angle to this what the fuck is his yeah his deal with all this (laughs) what's he think what tell me about that So my parents are married. They're not divorced. Um, They have a very strange relationship, though, where he's... uh, It's kind of complicated. They're they're still married, but they don't really act like they're married, if that makes sense. Like, they kind of just seem like they're together because they have been for so long. As far as what he thinks about this, I don't really know all that much. Because... I don't know. I kind of haven't asked him what he thinks. Right. That's what I was going to say. Have you had a conversation with him directly about this? I did one time. uh, Right after it happened, I told him what happened. And he didn't say much of anything other than, okay. He didn't tell me that I was crazy, though, which made me feel better, I guess. Hmm. But he didn't so have much to say on it. It sounds like his relationship with your mom is kind of distant, too. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So you're cool with him. You're distant to the mom. Do you have any siblings? 
I do. Yes, I have one brother. What's your What's your brother's take? <laughs> um. So my brother, I don't think he knows about it, but he does not like the ex boyfriend at all. Hmm. So he doesn't know though. Hmm. Were you happy during those five years that you stayed with him? Sometimes. Other times, not so much. What do you think... And forgive me if I asked you this already, uh, but what, what do you think kept you going through those through those five years of wanting to keep being with him? Um, it was my first serious relationship and I really wanted it to work and I really wanted it to be something that it wasn't I really wanted it to be like a very loving and serious relationship and so I thought that if I put enough effort into it and if I lasted long enough in the relationship that eventually it would become that um but it never did so Well, speaking to your thing of whether or not you want to regret it, whether or not you regret this time, this is kind of a classic thing with regret is, you know, you had this experience with this guy over the past five years that turned out to not go exactly how you wanted it to, but did you learn anything that you can use to help you navigate your relationships with other people in the future. Yes. What did you learn? I learned to not continue a relationship if the partner sleeps with a parental figure. I think um, that's a good takeaway from this. Yeah. Takeaway number one, for sure. Takeaway Take number two, number I think, is to have sure. a bit more self-respect mm-hmm. um, in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you're not Which being hard on yourself. Which may tie in nicely to point one. Say that again? Which may tie in nicely to point one. Yeah. Well, I hope you're not being too hard on yourself, because yeah. it sounds like you were pretty young and, and sort of inexperienced with your relationships when this happened. Um, and it sounds like you've you've learned... Uh, a great deal since then so if anything if you're like in in your your uh retrospective uh thinking of of this situation i would hope you're not being hard on the past version of yourself or or regretful in a negative way and and really just trying to use it to uh navigate better in the future yeah yeah, definitely. What's next for you, Sarah, in life? Um, so I'm going to get my master's degree. Um, and so I'm excited for that. I'm going to stop working in my field and go and get my master's degree. And so I'm excited for that. Um, as far as relationships goes, I think I'm going to not be in a relationship for for a while here and just enjoy yeah. being single. Yeah. I mean, you know, being in a, I mean, this sounds like, okay, so you're 26. So this was from 19 to 26, these seven years. Uh, 
I really look at those. If, uh, you know, that that feels like that time period. There's a lot of self-discovery going on there. That feels like it's hard to really dig your teeth into if you're dating somebody. And now that you're single, you you can sink your teeth into a lot of that uh, self-discovery that you, you might have skipped over. Yeah, I definitely agree. Sarah, is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? I don't, Gek. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Of course. Have a good night, Sarah. You too. Bye. Hello? Hello? Is this Tyler? This is. What's going on with you, Tyler? Uh, you know, just chilling. Pretty yeah, what's, what's chilling what look like to you? What do you do when you're chilling? Um, laying down. Relaxing. Uh, Tyler from North Carolina. Yeah. It says here that you have epilepsy mm-hmm. and that when mm-hmm. you were younger, you used to intentionally give yourself seizures to get out of school. Yeah. Yeah. That started in like sixth grade. Okay. Um, uh, how does one intentionally give so, themselves a seizure? Do you like, do you go on YouTube and search for like flashing light videos and shit? So I'm actually kind of glad that you brought that up because there's a lot of different types of ways you can get seizures through epilepsy. Um, a common way is through flashing lights, but for me, it was a lack of sleep. And um, along with not taking my medicine. So what I would do is I would like kind of pick out a day that I didn't want to go to school. So like there's a test on Friday. I don't want to go to school on Friday. I would just not take my medicine on Wednesday and Thursday. And then on Friday, I would have a seizure and I'd get out of the test. And I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Don't have to do it today. I can just do it Monday and study on Saturday and Sunday. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty five head moves. Yeah. Yeah. So, was this a sustainable practice for you? Did this ever, like, fire back at you anyhow? Um, it, it, it kicks me in the uh kicks me in the butt coming up in uh, in high school um because i have to go I believe it's six months without having a seizure in order to get cleared by my doctor for a driver's license so i didn't get my learner's permit until i was 17 and then didn't get my driver's license until i think it was like Six or eight months after turning eighteen. Mm. So you couldn't use the yeah the old seizure trick to uh, have a Tyler Bueller's day off for six months. No, no. However, I would just I would just say that I had I was having a reaction to my medicine, um, and then and then they couldn't say that I. Uh, was lying because they didn't know 
the fire line or not. And then they couldn't like say that I had to wait another six months because I wasn't like actually having a seizure. It was just a reaction to medicine. Let me ask you this. Can so, I ask you this, Tyler? Why? Yeah. Did you intentionally give yourself a seizure to get out of class? Could you not have just? I mean, I assume like okay, you didn't take a your medicine and you stayed away because yeah. you like timed a seizure yeah. so that your mom would see you having a seizure and go, oh, Tyler, you can't go to school mm -hmm. today because you're seizing up. Why did, did if you were going to do all that, why wouldn't you have just faked mm -hmm. having a seizure? Why did you give yourself a real one? Well, it started out as being real seizures and then I figured out that I could just say that I had a seizure, you know, up in my room. Or I, I feel like, I feel like if I you're going to use the epilepsy thing and to get out of going to school, it, it yeah, you, you could just say, you could just fake it instead of actually trying to give yourself I a seizure. Just, I, yeah, I could just, I could just fake it. And I think I faked it for like three years. And that really backfired on me. Tell me um, more about how it backfired I faked on it, it was still acknowledged. Yeah, it was still acknowledged as like being a real seizure. So it, medicine was adjusted and increased, and I like started taking extremely high doses, doses of like medicine, and I would actually have uh, bad reactions to it. So then they had mm -hmm. to lower it, and then um, yeah, and so now I'm taking like this insane like cocktail of medicine. Um, it's not the best, and I probably don't have to take that much, but because of what I did, that's now what I, that it's what assumed is what I have to take. Um, that's wild, not, man. So you were lying well, about I, having seizures, and so your doctors uh -huh. upped uh, your medicine dosage, and so instead yeah, of yeah. coming clean about lying, you just straight took the higher dosage. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's I'm not even joking. I think it's um, over 2,000 milligrams in the evening and 1,750 milligrams in the morning. And do you still take that high of a dosage to this day? Yes. Yes. Still to this day. Has something... Has... has, has okay, because it sounds like you were, you were faking these seizures like a while ago. It says you're 20 now and you were doing this in sixth grade. Did your body just like adjust mm -hmm. to the higher dosage and now you genuinely do need a higher dosage? Probably. I mean, it, it, likely that's what happened. Did you ever tell your doctor like, hey, I was just kidding about those seizures. You know, what, what do we do here with the medicine? I mean, my parents were in the room during the exam and everything. Um, so I've been too afraid to say anything about it because they don't know about this. But Tyler, you're Tyler, you're 20 years old right now. Why don't you go to the doctor and say, I, yeah. "Hey, listen, this is a little fucked up, but I well, faked a whole bunch of seizures when I was younger, and so my doctor put me on this medicine, and uh, so, I need you to help me correct all of this stuff I've gotten myself into." Yeah. So due to uh, due to COVID, I haven't seen him since uh, like two years ago. So you've just been taking so, this higher I've dosage like two years. that yeah. was decided upon you based on you faking seizures to get out of a test while you were in middle school. Yes. Um, 
Tyler, you should go to the doctor. Tyler, you should go to the doctor. I I know. I know. Go, go now, to the um, doctor. If, 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 uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go it's ahead. already been addressed that if, if, uh, if um, the medicine were to be decreased to a much lower amount or to be taken off at all, then I'd have to be hospitalized and monitored for two weeks to see the effects of what how that would um, affect me. And that okay, would so, majorly affect my job. Okay, so so you could go to take a lower dose, but you would have to be in the hospital monitored yeah. to see how it would go, and you don't want to deal with that. Yes, and and um, that would affect my job majorly because if I do have a seizure in that time, then I cannot drive for six months. What was this test? It, dude, it was a, it was a history test, man. I don't know why I didn't just take the test. It was <laughs> not worth it. What do you? What do you? Is your job involved driving? Uh, yeah, I'm a technician. I work on cars every day. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you know the what are the like like this higher dosage? Is it negatively affecting you in any way? Has your doctor told you that's bad for you? Have you no? It's, up it's on the not internet? negatively affecting me. It's not negatively affecting me at all. It's just brought up that it's a little higher than normal. But if it's not affecting me, then it's not a concern. Dude, before okay, but before you commit to okay, but even without even committing to, we're gonna do the lower dosage, and we're gonna mm-hmm. put you in the hospital and monitor. Without even committing to all that, can you go to a doctor mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, here's this whole situation. What do you think?" Oh, easily, absolutely. Then do that at least. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. When's the last time you had a seizure? Um, damn, that's a good question. Like, actually had a seizure? Yeah. And not just, like, bullshit at the seizure? Okay, yeah. um, probably, like, 2018, 2019. When's the last time you bullshit at a seizure? Oof, yeah, 2020. 20... 20- Tyler, how often are you faking seizures? Um, too often. Definitely too often. What 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 did you fake the seizure for in 2020? I'm pretty sure I faked it to get out of a final exam. Hmm. Have you have you ever been pulled over by a cop and you've faked a seizure to get out of a parking ticket, uh, or or a traffic violation, no. whatever it is? No, no, no. However, however, I was pulled over for going over 100 miles an hour, and that got reduced down to 16 over. I'm sorry, 14 over. Listen, Tyler. Here's what here's what I'll say. First of all, you need to go to that's the doctor. A, that's tell a him, fun story. Go to go to the doctor yeah. and tell him tell him all this shit. You don't have to commit to yeah being hospitalized and doing all the stuff that's going to interfere with your life, but at uh-huh. least go to the doctor and tell him what's going on. Um, and two, 
Listen, yeah. if you're going to fake seizures to get out of doing things that you don't want to do, mm. be selective about it. You know, pick yeah. really yeah. like, you know, a, a draft for the war, uh, a blind date, uh, you know, just pick pick wisely what you're going to fake your seizure. Because you can't. You can't be the boy that cried seizure. You can only do this a couple times a year. Oh, absolutely. Max. Yeah. You shouldn't do it at all. But if you're going to do mm-hmm. it, then, you know, pick 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 wisely. Would, would you like to hear a funny real seizure story? I kind of would like to hear a funny real seizure story. All right. So... This happened in a Walmart because that's where all good things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, you know, browsing the game selection as any teenager would do that is just has no money. And I am looking at all the Xbox games and PlayStation games and then I go into it, you know fall on the ground muscles are quenched and I'm seizing and my eyes roll into the back of my head and I'm quenching my jaw hard enough that I um, like break the my uh, the skin on my cheeks and I start to bleed from my mouth my sister comes around and sees me and as she comes around, a lady comes around, too, because she hears me trying to swallow my tongue. And so my sister's trying to deal with me. And the lady sees me on the ground, muscles clenched, eyes back in my head, pale as a ghost, blood coming from my mouth, just pulls out a Bible and starts praying, trying to get this demon out of me. And I know that's what she was doing because when I came out of that seizure, I just heard her screaming just, Oh, Lord, just get this demon out of this child. And, I, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, but I want to go home. And I get home, I take a nap, and when I wake up, I, I immediately realize this lady was praying for me to, to be resurrected or have some demon come out of me. Because she saw blood coming out of my mouth and my eyes rolled back into my head and I probably scarred this old lady. I felt so bad for her. You felt time, wait, I you felt don't you felt care. bad for this lady. this lady this I lady saw you writhing on the floor and I, pulled out a Bible. She Tyler. saw me she pulled out a Bible. And I, I felt bad for her because I'm pretty sure I scarred her, but you, you, Tyler, you were having a seizure. What do you mean you felt bad for you having a seizure was not an act of aggression against this lady? I, I mean, I, it's a poor lady, you know, experiencing like watching someone have a seizure. Like, I haven't even seen someone have a seizure, and I have them all the time, you know. Man. That is a pretty wild way to think about it, that. It's crazy. Yeah. You're, you're writhing on the ground having a seizure. 
and you feel that's a that's a dangerous amount of empathy to have that you're writhing on the ground having a seizure and you feel bad that you put other people through the experience of having to watch you have a seizure you know maybe uh yeah, you know I mean, by the by the way by the way before we go i do want to say you um you actually did a good thing for that lady i think because uh the fact that she was carrying around a bible at a walmart she was dying. She she was, and the fact that she didn't even like wait a beat. She just immediately pulled it out and started praying. She had been waiting for that moment her entire life to uh, exercise a demon out of a person. Oh, of course. And you gave that to her. So oh, I would reframe it like that. If you're, you know, feeling as though you wronged yeah. this lady, yeah. you gave her an opportunity to live out her uh, her wild fantasies of exercising a person by the xbox games at a walmart so uh good on you tyler stop faking seizures go to a doctor and uh thank you very much for calling and sharing yep. absolutely take care man you too hey folks this episode is sponsored by funlove.com oh yeah that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm a gecko on the computer. Uh, how are you doing, John? Tell me everything. Tell me nothing. All right. Um, yeah, you know, in high school, I went to a high school, and it was a big high school, thousands of kids. I didn't know anybody. Eventually... I don't know, the self-help stuff actually worked for me at that time, and I had a good game. Um, but then, let's see, I went to move to Vegas, okay, for work. I've been working music festivals, traveling music festivals, and that's when I started making good money at the same time. But in Vegas, all the women, uh, let's just say have a higher level of standard than what you could do very successfully in uh, high school. Okay. And, yeah, so I haven't had luck in uh, a couple of years, and that kind of has led me to blowing lots of money uh, with, with strippers. And it's not that bad, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the worst part is, like, I'm just bitter with lots of women, and I've tried all kinds of things, and, yeah, I thought maybe talking to a gecko could help me figure it out. <clears throat> okay, let's get into this. So you said that... Uh, uh, you were in Los Angeles, and you—you uh, you, are—you were a self-proclaimed uh, ladies' man. 
of of that area, and then you moved to Vegas, and then uh, you you started having trouble with your your uh, romantic life. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like part, I wasn't like killer ladies, man. But it was it was a lot of success. But like, yeah, I'm, I was in the world's greatest. But yeah. Okay. Well, wh- let me ask you this: uh, What do you? What's your thing? Are you trying to get into a relationship with someone? Are you just trying to have as much sex with as much people that you're attracted to as possible? What's what's the deal here? What's what's your objective? Uh, currently, relationship with the idea. Really, really. Okay, so you're not just trying to have as much sex as you can. You're looking for a relationship. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, that's how it was. But <laughs> after not having any sex, it's like you know what? Maybe we should change the goal. Sure. Okay. Why do you feel yeah. like? Um, uh, you, you, where do you, where are you now? Are you in LA or are you in Vegas? I'm in LA now again. Okay. So if your main thing is that you want a relationship, what, what do you think is compelling you to spend all this money on strippers? Uh, it's not like it's a majority, like of my money, like, I make a decent amount that there's enough left over to still have fun. Um, okay. But it's like the reason I'm doing it is, uh, I don't know, even the fake interest, um, it's it's nice, I guess. Just having somebody, you know, even pretend to be interested in you, they're pretty damn convincing at it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you like the uh, uh, the I guess they call it the girlfriend experience, right? Where they pretend to be genuinely interested in you. It's like a fifty fifty. Fifty percent okay. of the time, it's uh, the girlfriend experience, and the other fifty percent of the time, I really like to smack butt cheeks. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, what do you do to make efforts? to uh, uh, meet people. I'm in the music festival and events industry. So, yeah. I mean, I go out, I invite know. people out. But when I, yeah, um, if I always take care of my friends, uh, any acquaintances, you know, buy dinner, buy drinks, just try to chat people up, just nice, normal conversations, try to listen more than I talk all this stuff uh, but it, you know you get a lot of friendly attention but that's kind of all it is just a bunch of acquaintances and yeah have you ever been in a, a committed relationship before I've had two uh, good committed relationships that last about two two and a half years okay how did you meet those people Uh, through school at that time like from high school and people who recently graduated mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. you know uh, man I'll, t- I'll tell you this much at least is that I feel like and this is a conventional thing I've heard a lot of people say 
especially in the the dating realm, the more you chase after this thing of like I really want a girlfriend, and you you know every time you go out on the town or or you're in a group of people or whatever, you're you're fixated on it. The more it tends to just like run your fucking life, you know, in like a bad way. Do you empathize with that at all? Does that do you feel that? Honestly, I feel like that's how I was maybe like two years ago. Sure. But then it kind of flipped to the total other side where like I feel like even the regular friendly level of confidence and just chatting stuff up is like gone. And that's when like eventually that also became I don't know, like bitterness. That's so it's like now I don't even like want to talk to women. Like just I don't like I don't even want to look at them. <laughs> well, tell me, um, tell me about this bitterness. Like, what what is this? Sure. Well, tell me what does this bitterness look like? What does it feel like? What? How do you mean bitter? Okay, that's a good question. Um, okay, so recently I've been really blaming my my luck or lack of game, however you want to say it to like height and uh, I'm only five seven and you know I've tried all kinds of things and it worked before but it just feels like my friends that are taller literally have women chasing after them sure I have a friend whose women like they will try to shove themselves into his uber as he's leaving the bar and they have to like push him away I'm not saying it's only height but everybody I know that's taller Mm -hmm. just always has more success so that's also, that's a major point of why, like bitter. Okay. Um, I, I have I have mm-hmm. thoughts on that, but is there is there anything else? Mm. I guess that's the biggest point. Okay. So you're feeling bitter and upset about your height. <laughs> that's one way to summarize it. Okay. No, I, and I, and, I, and here, let me tell you something. I. I'm five six. I am an inch shorter than you, and I, dude, when I was in college, I, man, I had a, I, I was definitely had uh, uh, some time where I was, I was fixated on my height as well. And now I don't give a shit. And the way I feel like I really got there was um, this realization that, like, dude, you know, and I can, I can hear it from you that like you're comparing yourself to your friends. You're comparing yourself to people who are taller than you. You're seeing guys who are taller, you know, have, uh, you know, more women interested in them. And, uh, uh, like, you can do that, you know. You can compare yourself to people who are taller than you or better looking than you or any of that stuff. Or you can just really look at the cards that you have been dealt in your life and go, what can I make of these? That's what I'm always thinking about. Because some people, because sure, yeah, you have friends who are taller than you, but there's people out there, you know, there's guys out there who are 5'2". There's guys out there who have, you know, no natural social skills or they have, you know, whatever mental blocks that are going on that, you know, stop them from even leaving their house or from talking to people. You know, there's always going to be people who were dealt cards that were a little bit better than yours. There's always going to be people who dealt cards that are way worse than you, that you're better off than, and that's just a fucking inevitability. And you you, you got to learn to accept that because it'll make you feel a lot better about 
where you are. You just, you gain absolutely nothing from thinking about, oh, how great would it be if I were taller, if I were, uh, you know, more like this or whatever. You just, you gain nothing from fixating on that. Uh, in, instead, think about all the things that you do have and really lean into being grateful for those. And if they're not directly in your face, you have to take a second to look at yourself and find them. You know, you were talking about earlier, you're good at, you know, taking care of your friends. You're good at conversation. You're good at these things that I'm sure other guys struggle with. I'm sure you have a lot of things to yourself that maybe some people have better. Maybe some people are better at talking to other people than you are, but some people are worse. And so you got to really take your inventory and be grateful for whatever your strengths are and lean into those strengths and not beat the shit out of yourself for your perceived weaknesses. Um, it's a really important thing to do in this in this uh, uh, arena of life. What? What? Tell me what you think about that first. I mean, yeah, it really. I mean, it makes sense, it, and it's just like, you know, I, I feel like I made that realization and and did work on my strengths a couple of years ago, and it, it's like a sad thing to just you know, feel like that, that left, but I have to realize, you know, that didn't leave and, and start running with the strengths again and ig ignoring the things and not, I don't know, putting excuses to it, I guess. It's yeah. just, it's harder to take in than it sounds, but I mean, it makes sense. You you really got to deprogram yourself from the gut instinct to compare yourself to other people. It's really important. Um, because if you don't do that, you just, you'll just never be comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, then when you're in these social situations, you just, you're just going to feel all this pain because you're not comfortable with yourself. And you know what another thing is? Is this is a net... Because, even, dude, even if you do go out on one night and you meet a girl who likes you and, you know, whatever, things work out well, it's, you're, you're, it's still... Even if that happens, it's you still... Are not have you still don't have a sustainable solution to your problem? You know what I mean? Because now, if a girl does like you and that gives you a lot of confidence, the confidence that you have is linked then to an external thing. And so, if that girl, uh, you know, for whatever reason decides one day she doesn't like you, then then you, then you're fucked because you had your confidence not from this internal place that you really brought out but in you know someone else's external validation so you have to do this work no matter what if you want to get to a good place yeah got to build that solid foundation otherwise if it doesn't break now it'll break later yeah of course um and you'll just you'll just be happier yeah 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 LA just feels like such a vain place. So, I don't know. I guess there's always other excuses to make, but at the end of the day, just got to stop with the comparisons, bring the validation inside, and just move on. Tell me anything else about this um, this bitterness. Does it come from uh, anything besides just height? Um, 
like I don't know how to pinpoint it, but you know, like like seeing the comparisons with the friends that, or even sure. my brother. Like I have had women offer to pay my brother to have sex with him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> and like he's he's you know he's my own brother, so we can't be that different. But he's like six three or whatever. He looks a little bit like more blondy and blue eyes and shit like that. So I don't feel bitter against him, but it's like, damn, dude, I know how to talk. He's very shy. He'll just like fuck up the conversation. Won't even be able to start it. And so I don't know. Uh, it just, I guess, it just feels like I'm just keep fishing for reasons to be bitter and be like, damn, why don't we sure. a small percentage of dudes get all this? And then everybody else, you know, feels like shorter than a stick. Sure. And I've been trying um, to avoid Reddit, but at the same time, you also hear like so many stories about cheating, um, cheating or like bad divorces. And that's like, okay, do I even want to try to work on my strong points and get sure. back into this relationship game? Because let's say even if I do, is it going to burn to shit like, you know, the negative stories that you see? Sure. Um, do I totally understand all that? I totally understand, you know being uh, 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 jealous of other people, feeling pessimistic about whatever, you know, your, your perceived state of, of, of whatever, whatever your perceptions of, of other people are. But try if you can and, and really understand that this is the only way to do it. And dear God, take this from me. I'm 5'6 and I'm fat and I feel pretty... <laughs> decently about myself in this whole thing you, you got it the, the really the only work is to just look at yourself and try to find things to be grateful for in your life and what strengths you do have and just stop deprogram yourself from comparing yourself to other people and just find the innate things to like about yourself on your own and life will get much better from there and it's a way and like guys i've said this already but i'm going to say it again because it's, it's an important thing with all this that's the only way to really do it because any other thing like if you like I said, if you go out and you meet someone and you're like, oh, you know, that you get this validation from another person, that's not sustainable. You have to do this work no matter what if you want to just feel better and not be so bitter. Like trying to, I don't know, it's like telling yourself that you should be valued and being grateful, you do that just because? Like, or how do you, I don't know, it's like a weird thing. Like, why should I value myself or the skills that I have? You know, the, the pessimistic part there. So I don't know. It's like definitely overthinking. Why should you? Because you're, because you're committed to doing what you can with what you have. You know, and, and I and I know like this pessimism optimism thing, it's ultimately a choice. And if you want to, you know, you can if you listen, man, if you want to, you can stew in the bitterness and you can stew in pessimism and you can marinate in the feelings of jealousy towards your brother and towards other people. But but you don't have to. 
there's a much better solution, and I and I am extending my hand out to you right now to uh, choose to be optimistic, if you desire. You know, honestly, that kind of makes sense. Like, Good. not thinking about it too much, just taking it as a choice. Like, you can just be optimistic, pessimistic, and why run with the bad one? Like, yeah. How do you how do you feel about what we have discussed ultimately before we go? Honestly, it really helps. Um, good. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of good lessons in there, and then at the end, like not overthinking it and just some of the important mental health decisions are just like an arbitrary choice, and you could just pick, pick the good one. Mm-hmm. Just please reckon just recognize when you're comparing yourself. To other people, and I do that too. You know, I, I think I think everybody does. I think everybody compares themselves to other people, and you just need to train yourself to really take in that it's not productive to do, and that it's it's uh, it's it's like almost almost blasphemous toward the toward whatever gifts you have been given in this world, whatever you do have, you know, the, these things you were telling me about, about how you are good at going out, you're good at talking to people, you know, th- whatever, whatever it is you do have, it's neglectful of that. And, and that's, that's not good. You should be embracing the things that you do have instead of going out and comparing yourself to other people and looking at the things that you don't. I used to be fixed. Dude, I used to be fixated on my height and my weight way more than I am now. And all the shit that I'm telling you is how, I got over that. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. And it genuinely helps. And I'm just going to gonna remember this and, I don't know, change and just be better because you can. Like, yeah, accept what it is. Go with the strength. Beautiful. Uh, um, thank you. John, is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? I hope if you guys are going through similar things, you can also take this advice and, you know, run with the better parts of yourself because why not? And that's it. Thank you. Beautiful. Bye again. John forever. See you later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello. Hello. Brandon, 26, from Texas. What's going on, Gek? Not a whole lot. I need new answers to that question. Um, because I get asked it a lot. And I understand why. It's a pretty common thing to ask a person. Somebody says, hey, how are you? You say, I'm good. How are you? And then I say, I'm good. But I need different responses. I feel like I always say the same thing. I say, I'm a gecko on the computer. I'm doing good. And even this, what I'm saying right now, that I need new responses, is... One of my old responses. This, as I'm talking about it, is uh, uh, an old response that I've used many times. And then ne- next time I'm talking about this, it's gonna get it's gonna get meta. 
So I'm going to be talking about how uh, every time someone asks me how I am, I say I need new responses. And then me saying I need new responses. And then me saying that I'm saying that I need new responses. It has become old. Anyway, I don't know if uh, that gave you an indicator of how I'm doing. But enough about me. How are you, Brandon? Tell me everything. Tell me nothing. Well, I'm doing pretty great now uh, that I got on the line. I was kind of on hold for a little bit, making me nervous. So now that you answered, I'm like a little bit nervous, but pretty good. Brandon, uh, it says here that a velociraptor came out of a portal and into your room when you were a child. Yes. So, um, I kind of took my girlfriend's story on that. This actually happened to my girlfriend. And when she told me, I was like, whoa, what? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So this didn't even happen to you. This happened to your girlfriend. Yeah, this happened to my girlfriend. Well, Brandon, is she with you? No, she's not with me. She's at home well, right call, now watching the call her on, Yeah, call her on the phone. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to her. <laughs> well, I have a pretty good uh, idea of what happened to the story if you still want to talk to me. Uh, I, I guess, but it, it's not the story itself. It's it's the the emotions behind it. It's it's I don't, I don't you know, really want to interview you about somebody else's story. Uh-huh. Give her a call. Just call her now. Add her in. Call her right now? Yeah, call her right now. Add her in. Uh, all right, will do. All right, we are on hold while Brandon, who is a dirty, dirty liar, calls his girlfriend so that we can ask her why she continues to stay with a person who calls into online gecko shows and lies about stories that are not his own. No, I'm giving Brandon too much shit because it's fun to be it's fun to be upset. Brandon, are you there? Yes, and my girlfriend's on the line. Hi. Hello? Hi there. What is, what is your name? I'm Sarah. Sarah, uh, I heard from your boyfriend that it, uh, when you were younger, a velociraptor came out of a portal and into your room. It did. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, well, I want to talk to you about um, it. But before we do, before we do, I just want you to know that your boyfriend lied to me. And told me that it was his story. And I want to know how you feel about that before we hear the story. I want to know how you feel about him lying. I'm not too mad about it. Like, he knew. I don't really know streaming times. So he's a little sneaky snake sometimes. But he had good intentions. Well, that was the wrong answer. I want you to be very, very mad at him. I want you to be act. (laughs) I want you to act cordial towards him for the rest of this call. But when we're done with this, you need to yell at him. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I won't pack it much tomorrow just for you. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, how did this, what happened with this Velociraptor? Yeah, so I was probably five, and I was just sitting in bed. It was like midday, so I was fully awake, and all of a sudden, this circle portal, like, opens right next to my bed, and I see a dinosaur head, a velociraptor head, look in my bedroom like it was surprised, like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here right now. <laughs> And I just stare at it, really scared because, you know, you hear, well, people might break into your house. That's scary. Nobody warns you about what happens when a dinosaur shows up in your house. Nope. (laughs) And it just kind of looked at me and then went right back in. And ever since then, I kind of have like this screech that I can do that my mom is really scared of. And I haven't heard anybody else be able to do it. Wait, wait, wait. So this this velociraptor not only visited upon (laughs) you, but it dropped a gift of its screech into your lungs. It did. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, of course. (laughs) You know, I don't know what a velociraptor screech sounds like, but that sounds like... Sounds like it is that. Right? Brandon, you do one. He's the only person I ever told about this, so I'm happy. Oh my god, I need to do it. <laughs> I like hers better. <laughs> Thank oh you. <laughs> um, interesting. You've only told Brandon about it. Why have you only told Brandon about this? Is this something that you're ashamed of in some capacity? My sister knows I can do the screech, but she doesn't really know where it came from. And, of course, like, I ran into my mom's room to tell her what happened, and she's just saying, oh, well, children have active imaginations. You were just dreaming. But I was not. I was fully awake. But when I told Brandon this, he said, well, maybe it was an alien visiting you. Hmm. And that had me thinking. Because I'm very open-minded as a person. Like, it very well could have been an extraterrestrial being just messing up where they were supposed to go and just being like, oh, okay, sorry, and leaving. Do you believe that that's really uh, what it could have been and and it wasn't just some kind of uh, nightmare that you had? Honestly, yeah, because I could barely even sleep most of my life. And when I do sleep, it's at least eight hours very deep sleeper I would have remembered that and it was the middle mm. of the day I was up playing around and I took a break to lay down for wait, wait, wait. this was in the middle I of really the day yes it was like oh that makes it like that weirdly long. makes it more scary to me than if it was in the middle that's it one of those rare things uh to this day have you have you had any experiences with dinosaurs uh, uh coming into your house yeah. since not at all, and it kind of makes me sad. I kind of wish that I'll see it as an adult just to know for sure. And hopefully, like, Brandon or someone will be there with me so I have proof. You should do some DMT. I, I've never done it, nor do I know anything about it. Not even enough to tell you that you should do it. But it sounds like you might see dinosaurs if you do. I would love that. Well, um, what is your name again? 
I'm Sarah. Sarah. Um, Sarah, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, I hope you guys have a great night. Believe in dinosaurs. Brandon, is there anything you want to say, maybe in the form of an apology? <laughs> um, people of the computer, I am not sorry for lying. I got on the GEC, and that was the best experience of my life. So I am not ashamed of it. I'll talk to you guys soon. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 